Welcome back to wherever you may be, part of the 90 Min Podcast Network. Today I'm joined once again by Krish. Krish, how are you? It's been a very good week, hasn't it? All good, yeah. Everything going nicely, for sure. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm actually really good, thank you. Um, Listen, we are going to get into the Liverpool game at Anfield that's coming up this weekend. But first, finally, finally, finally... It feels like ages. I know it actually wasn't that long ago that we beat Arsenal, you know, with Tammy Abraham scoring scoring the winner late on. But last season, they just seemed to be our bogey team. So how nice does it feel to have finally beaten them? Really good, yeah. I mean, I think <laughs> this was maybe the most predictable result of the season, probably <laughs> will be of Chelsea season. But um, it was still nice, yeah, to get it under the belt. I'm not really sure what happened last season. And, uh, to, I mean, to lose... Um, against what was ultimately a mid-table team as well is not not ideal. Um, no, I think Sunday literally went pretty much as everyone was expecting in the build-up, um, which is unusual. But yeah, football football's a weird thing, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I wasn't actually that confident going into the game just because obviously, you know, I, I just the last season was you know we should have beaten them in the FA Cup final we should have beaten them at Stamford Bridge we should have beaten at the Emirates and we didn't win any of those games so I was understandably a little bit like mm, but actually you know we took our foot off the gas completely in the second half and allowed them into the game a little bit but never enough that they were actually gonna you know yeah. like worry us in that way but listen Chris it took Romelu Lukaku 14 minutes to get on the score sheet I don't know about you but how nice does it feel Finally having a striker that's in the box. <laughs> yeah. I mean, At all time. It, it, it was just typical, wasn't it? It is exactly the reason we signed him. Um, the way that move built up, that he was just the glue. Like, that is exactly what I'd been missing. You can just see him, like, charging into the box, shrugging off Pablo Murray, doing exactly what none of our, our strikers or forwards mm. had been doing last season to get into those positions to sort of absolutely guarantee yourself a goal and I think he is in those positions to to score um, and that is what we've been missing and very nice to have someone in that position for sure. I I literally, it was everything I wanted from Lukaku in his first game and more. I thought it was like almost a complete performance. I think he could have gotten the score sheet more, but he absolutely bullied Arsenal's back to especially Pablo Mari from start to finish. Um, and I know people are laughing at Arsenal's defence, but that is not the first Premier League defence that he is going to terrorise this season, is it? If that's anything to yeah, go yeah. by. Exactly. Yeah. I think a lot of people are saying that if he'd like handpicked an opponent, it would have been mm. Arsenal before the game. I could kind of see why, because that is, yeah, even on paper, that was like a shockingly poor defence. But yeah, I think there are a lot of teams who are going to struggle against him, hopefully. Um, and uh He's he's shown that he's kind of come back a different animal. It's just really intelligent, sense forward play, positioning, movement um, that we have been desperately lacking. So it should add a whole new dimension. And yeah, we we've been talking about. I think everyone's been talking about the missing piece, and it and it might be too early to to you know say that you know Lukaku's a missing piece in terms of the Premier League title, but if we're going on that performance, do you think he can be the main man? that will lead Chelsea to potentially Premier League glory? For sure. I think with, with, with or without him, we would have been hopefully in a title challenge is, is mm. how I see it. I don't know how you feel, but I reckon um, kind of top two sounds silly, but that would have been my, my expectation. With him, it, the, the possibility is endless, but you still wouldn't be disappointed with, with second place, if that makes sense. But I think... 
the onus is is on him to score kind of 20 plus Premier League goals, I would say. Um, uh, that's why he's been signed. That's why they've parted with so much money to bring him back to the club. But mm. obviously on what we've seen on, on Sunday, he is, he is perfectly capable of that. Um, it would just be a case of staying fit, which I think he generally has done in the years since he was at the club and um, making sure he's getting that service. And to be honest, like the quality we have in the squad and in those areas just behind the front man, like if we're, if we're not providing him with goal scoring opportunities, something's horribly wrong. Mm. I think he could have he could have scored two or three, couldn't he? He should have scored that header. Mm. Um, and Leno made a great save, but yeah, overall I thought it was a brilliant performance. Going back to your point about you know this season, I'm I'm not sure if we'd have been in a title race without a striker because I just think the chances last season and the chances we missed the season before that under Lampard, it's been like an ongoing issue that's never been able to get us sort of over the line. You know, it's two fourth place finishes now in two seasons and. We don't like obviously it's Champions League football, that's great, but that's not you know good enough for a club like Chelsea. You know, we want to be first, we want to be second, we want to be up there. And I'm just not sure that without a like a, an out and out number nine, which Timo Werner obviously isn't, um, that we would have been. But I do think, yeah, I'm I'm so excited about Lukaku. And you know, he's talked a lot about coming home and, and this being his home. And you saw the passion when he did score that first goal. He's 28 years old, he's in his prime. Is he going to be Chelsea's striker now for the next three or four years at least? Yeah, I think that will be the idea. I think when you join a club at 28, you're you're at your prime, but you're also kind of heading towards your 30s. And as a striker, you, you know, well, in theory, that is when you should start winding down. But I think Lukaku feels he's at home. He's at the Champions of Europe. He's playing in the best league in the world and in the Champions League. He will hopefully feel that he can be at Chelsea for a good sort of um, five years, which will take him towards the end of his career. And then maybe, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he headed to maybe back to Belgium or something. I know he's still got close ties with um, Anderlecht there. So yeah, um, definitely it, it is weird. It's a weird feeling. Uh, Chelsea feel much more complete than they have done in recent years, for sure. And mm. way stronger. And it, it sort of came out of nowhere, I think, like, Last summer was like a massive uh, building block towards that. And now this summer, they've sort of um, kind of put the finishing touches on it and uh, it's looking pretty good. I mean, yeah, it's a very exciting time to support Chelsea right now. Uh, back to the game. We didn't get out of second gear, I don't think. We maybe got up to third gear, maybe. But I think once we went to the luck, the game sort of, the, the players knew that the game was almost done in a way. You know, we were very, you know, we controlled the game. It was a very professional performance, I thought. Um, but again, it, I'm not complaining. This isn't me complaining at all. But it, we could have scored three, four, five. You know, Leno made a very good save. Um, Ziyech's decision-making maybe wasn't great when he came on. And, and Havertz had a chance as well, which was a bit and like straight at Leno. So there were chances again to go and win that game by more than just two goals. Yeah, I think, I don't know what you reckon, but I think it's an early season thing, isn't it? Um, these, are, these are issues that will hopefully be ironed out and in two, three games' time, I think we will hopefully see them at their, their ruthless best. Um, 
Yeah, that Havertz finish was, was very Havertz, wasn't it? Just I had him in my dream team as well. And it was so irritating because I literally, like, I had him in for the, for the uh, Palace game, even though I knew he wasn't going to start because obviously he played 120 minutes in the Super Cup. But obviously I knew he was going to start against Arsenal. So I was like, I'll keep him in. And I thought he was very underrated in our second goal. I think he started off the move that played the ball to Alonso and it went for oh, that. I thought that was a brilliant bit of a brilliant bit of skill to like keep the ball in there with two players literally on his back but I could have really done with that goal going in I could have really done with him just putting his foot through it and just slashing it in the top corner to yeah, be perfectly yeah. honest he would never do that that's what I'm saying. although he did he did it in the friendly didn't he when he literally just yeah that's like the only time I've seen him do it so maybe it's just a pre-season thing for him who knows maybe I want to see him do more of it um, what do you what do you think of Havertz this season because like, I've been thinking about him and like I feel like he he was good on, on Sunday but I think it's very important that he's not sort of like a he doesn't hide this season because I think Lukaku takes a lot of pressure off him in a way and off um, off Werner to a lesser extent but I don't know if Werner will play as much but I was wondering what you you reckon what you sort of expect of him I actually had any time that we've done, I think on this pod, we've done like pre-season, you know, what we, who we think is going to be player of the year and Havertz was mine. I mean, I'm going to stick by that, but I think it could be Lukaku. Um, the way he started, obviously we're not going to be able to judge until, you know, a few more games, but I really like, I really have like started to love the way Havertz plays and, I think he will start most games. I think there will be games that Werner starts maybe over him because I think Mount will probably start most of them. And mm. I think against Liverpool, that might be one of the games we start Timo Werner because he caused them all sorts of problems with his pace last time. And Havertz doesn't obviously give you that. They're entirely different players. So, But I think, I, I, I hope that, like you say, Lukaku's taken the pressure off him. So then he might feel a little bit more relaxed, a little bit, and he can just do his thing. Um, and we've seen glimpses, haven't we? And I thought he was very good mm-hmm. against Arsenal, but obviously Reese James and Romelu Lukaku took all of the plaudits. And uh, I think maybe not defensively, because I think he got caught out a few times down his right-hand side. Um, but obviously that's him and Azpilicueta, both of them. But Reese James, that was one of the best performances I've seen from him in a Chelsea shirt. And he was, I mean, apart from the could have squared the ball to, to yeah. Lukaku once more, apart from that, it was a, Absolutely brilliant performance from Reese James. And is that his right wing back wing back spot nailed down, do you think? I think so, yeah. There's been talk about Tuchel maybe wanting a different kind of style of wing back. I think that's maybe where the Hakimi interest came from, but he's competent at both ends of the pitch. And I think he showed especially on on Sunday how good he is going forward. Like that was a, a striker's or midfielder's finish and yeah. um, a good a good assist as well for it was his assist, wasn't it? Yeah, good assist as well for Lukaku. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think he is, yeah, more or less undroppable. I think we will see a lot of the sort of rotation that we saw in the early days of, of Tuchel's system as well. He clearly likes to keep the whole squad happy, use a lot mm-hmm. of players at his disposal. And obviously, um, you've got Aspilicueta, you can play there as well as at centre-back. So there's a lot of options going forward. Mm. I am. Um, this is why I'm not putting any Chelsea players in my FT, FPL team other than Romelu Lukaku because <laughs> I genuinely think Thomas Tuchel is going to be worse than Pep this season in terms of rotation because yeah. once we get yeah. everyone back fit like Thiago Silva, Christensen you've then got Azpilicueta, Reese James, Callum Hudson-Odoi that can all play right wing back so I'm not that's no I'm not getting involved in that at all this season <laughs> um, but Romelu Lukaku is definitely someone I'm guessing even if Kane goes to City I'm going to stick with Rom. Um, 
listen, we've got a massive game um, at Anfield this Saturday, Chris, the Saturday evening game. Um, a ground we won at last season for the first time in forever. Um, we haven't necessarily enjoyed going to Anfield in recent years, but it was a brilliant performance um, and a brilliant goal from Mason Mount last season. Do you think this is like an early indicator on title contenders this season? Or do you think it's just too early to tell? It's the third game of the season. I definitely, I definitely do think it's, it's too early to tell. What I, I would say I have been impressed, especially considering the like schedule is just like how, how, um, kind of fast paced a lot of the tempos have been how well some teams are playing considering we're only two games in um it will be a good indicator for sure of like who who maybe will be there or thereabouts um and it's obviously always good to to have a good game against a potential title rival but i think from perspective it just that it's happening this early in the season um because that is arguably one of the hardest games in the league away at Anfield. Um, so I reckon that is in our favour. And to be honest, I think under Tuchel, we've our form against uh, the top six. I don't think we've lost against any of those sides, have we? So no. um, you have to feel confident, especially with Lukaku oh. and the team. And after that, in March, because we were pretty dominant in that game. It feels like ages mm. ago now, geez, but um, <laughs> that was a good win. A great goal from Mason Mount as well. Yeah, I'm um I'm not feeling nervous, you know. I usually go to Anf, but I always I always feel like we can get something from Liverpool and I don't know why. Um but I'm feeling confident. Um, you know, two wins, you look at the teams we played, you know, Palace at home, Arsenal away, but Liverpool have played Burnley and Norwich. So that's not anything to really go by, I don't think. Um I don't think this is a must-win game. Do you think it's a must-win game? And because Liverpool are at home, is that the only reason that they potentially go into this game as favourites? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't see it as must-win purely because it's so early in the season, but Liverpool being at home, yeah, I guess gives them that advantage, especially with fans back. It's the first, without uh, any disrespect to Norwich and Burnley, but it's the first kind of big game mm. fans back. So the atmosphere will be good and on a Saturday evening. But... Equally, uh, I think it's so early in the season. I think both mm. managers will know deep down that a win isn't the be-all and end-all, that a draw will be a good result. So I don't think there'll necessarily be that pressure riding on it. Hopefully that gives the players the freedom to kind of go and go and play because every Chelsea player should be confident at the moment. I think the start they've made, the summer a lot of the players had, winning the Champions League at the end of May, um, I think there's a lot to be said for the momentum that that can give you going into a new campaign. I think we're seeing that and hopefully that'll carry on. And listen, obviously we've seen Romelu Lukaku up against Pablo Mari, which wasn't a battle, but this weekend he comes up against arguably, probably not arguably, the world's best centre-back in Virgil van Dijk. He's only three Premier League games, two Premier League games back after that awful injury, we've said, you know, we've looked at those two Liverpool games. He's not the same player he was. Obviously, he could get back to that easily. Um, and he hasn't had any tests, really. Ashley Barnes and and Chris Wood aren't really the same as, and, and you know, Tamu Puki is not really the same as facing Romelu Lukaku. So are you, could this game come too early for Virgil van Dijk, do you think, coming up against someone as physical, as strong, as quick as Romelu Lukaku? Definitely. I think uh, what you said earlier is, is is potentially true as well, that um, Lukaku will be playing a different role to what he was doing against Arsenal. Obviously, against Arsenal, we were playing long balls up to him and kind of preying on that weakness that we all knew <laughs> Arsenal had. So he's just mm. sort of 
eating them alive, outmassing them. Um, but yeah, I think if Werner starts, which I agree is, is possible, um, his job will become different. He'll be kind of maybe more coming a bit deeper, away, moving away from Van Dijk um, to take the ball to feet and then playing in Werner and vice versa. So maybe he, he'll be more floating around between attack and midfield. Um, but yeah, I think Van Dijk won't be looking forward to it, I don't reckon. It is, it is very early in his um, recovery to be facing probably one of the most physical strikers on the planet in terms of well, one who's actually got quality as well. So, This is what I was going to say, Chris. Has Virgil van Dijk come up against anyone like any striker in the, not maybe in the world, in the Premier League, like Romelu Lukaku? Yeah, good question. Because um, I'm looking at Man United. Man, Man United, Man City, no, no. Spurs, Harry Kane, you could argue, is is similar. You know, I think he's quite a strong, he's quick, he's powerful. Maybe mm. not to the extent of Romelu Lukaku, but I suppose they're similar players. But he won't have come up against a player like that very much. And do you think maybe Lukaku will have looked, he will, have, well, let's be honest, he will have studied the way that, you know, Mari defended against against <laughs> Lukaku and gone, okay, well, I'm not going to do that. Um, but this is going to be a real, real serious test for him, isn't it? For sure, yeah. I think maybe he would have played, I'm sure he must have played against Lukaku back when he was at Southampton. Um, mm. Lukaku was at Everton United. But a different, different player now, isn't he? Yeah, he's come back a different beast, as we've seen. Uh, yeah, I think... It, it's a challenge regardless, but especially when you're maybe not 100% there yet at your peak, it will be even harder. Um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully Lukaku has him on toast. See what happens. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to watch it. I think that's the one battle, you know, once we signed him that I knew was coming really early in the season. And I'm really intrigued just to see how Van Dijk gets on against him. And for Lukaku, you know, it's a real test. He won't come up against centre-backs like that um, very often because obviously Van Dyke's just a level above. Mm. Um, I mean, we had an entire array of talent on the bench. It was actually mad when you looked at all the players we had on the bench that weren't on in the squad like all together. We bought N'Golo Kante off the bench, which just seems a bit crazy. But if he's fit now, you know, as well as we played against Palace and, and as well as we played against Arsenal, if he's fit, comes straight back into the starting eleven, doesn't he? Yeah, I think that's that's a sensible piece of rotation, um, most likely for Kovacic, I suppose. Um, mm. And that, again, just keeps the balance to the, to the starting lineup that we seem to have struck. Yeah, um, I don't envisage too many other changes. Maybe... Mm. Um, maybe Ben Chilwell? Yeah, Chilwell maybe might give Thiago Silva his first game, but again, it's a big game to give someone their first game of the season. Um and yeah. again, they they were pretty faultless against Arsenal. I know Arsenal were pretty toothless in themselves. But yeah, would you make any others, you reckon? No, I think the two that I would make would definitely be Kante coming in. We've mentioned Timo Werner. I think he played really well. And even if it's just for his movement, because, uh, you know, Havertz, Mount and, and Lukaku, you know, we know Lukaku likes to come you know, come deep, get the ball, play off and then get in the box. Whereas Timo Werner obviously likes to run in the channels and that last time against Liverpool caused them all sorts of problems. He scored a brilliant goal, which was obviously um, given for offside, obviously, which wouldn't be this season. Um, so yeah, I think Timo Werner might play. I think 
Ben Chilwell. Like Alonso's had a really good couple of games. Mm-hmm. But I still think, you know, coming up against, you might have to come up against, you know, Mo Salah. And I think I'd prefer uh, Ben Chilwell in that position um, for that game. But I don't know whether, I don't, I'm not sure whether Tuchel will, Tuchel will do that. I, I don't think he'll make any changes to the back the other back four, um, including Reese James at wing back. I think he'll stick with that. Um, Chris, score prediction for the game. What are we going? Ooh, I could see another 1-0 to Chelsea, I, I reckon. Mm. I, I'm the same. I feel like I, I'm not going to it with any nerves, really. And I mm. think because it's so early in the season, as I said, going there is usually you sort of dread it. But because it, yeah. it's such an early stage, it actually plays into our hands because the pressure is sort of off. Um, hopefully, mm. if, if points are dropped, they're not going to be massively... Um, kind of uh we're not going to be regressing that come yeah. march time but um i think yeah yeah i think for, for us this season i don't know how you feel but just doing what man city did last season and just being consistent against the team mm. you're expected to be which is how we've started um but that enables you to kind of that gives you freedom in the bigger games because you've picked up maximum points. yeah which we didn't do for a lot of last season. Mm. Even after Tuchel arrived, I think we were still pretty inconsistent yeah. domestically. Um, there were points dropped. So we, we could have qualified for the top four much easier. It's just a, the addition of Lukaku um, will hopefully mean that we score those extra goals. Because mm. you know when they like break it down and the amount of points that a single player has won you or saved you, yeah. like, like a centre-back or a goalkeeper. I think mm. we will look back at the season and see that Hopefully, Lukaku's got goals in those places that have really made a significant difference to difference. our overall, overall points tally. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I'm going into this game with you know confidence. I'm not nervous. Obviously, I've got in mind our, our bad record at Anfield. Obviously, and, and Liverpool are still Liverpool. I still think they're the defence and their midfield can be got at. I don't think it's as good as it once was. Um, I'm going to go one-one. I'll take a draw now. I'd obviously love to go there and get all three points again, but. I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd take a draw. So I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. Listen, before we go, Chris, um, we've had some little... Tran- there's been some transfer rumours that have sort of come to light over the last couple of days, which to me, have sort of come out... Obviously, Koundé, I think is his name. We've, we've heard about that one before. Um, that's sort of been going on for, you know, a few weeks. But Saul to Chelsea, potentially on loan with an obligation to buy is what Atletico Madrid want. I actually do feel we are, out of all of our squad, we lack depth in central midfield you know we've got Jorginho we've got Kante we've got Kovacic but you know with Kante injured which he was for for Palace you've then got Jorginho and Jorginho and um and Kovacic and that's it and then you're maybe looking at Christensen to come in midfield Trevor Chalobah to come in midfield Reese James maybe to drop in midfield so do you think this is someone that Chelsea need even if he's potentially not going to play every single week yeah it's a bit of a weird week area for Chelsea I agree um so, yeah, it's an interesting one. I'm not sure he is the ideal option because I imagine there'll be some expectation that he'll he'll play a lot. And I don't necessarily think on current form, mm-hmm. I know like um, he is a, a quality midfielder, but on current form, whether he starts or necessarily gets that much game time for Chelsea remains to be seen. Um, I've seen us linked elsewhere with the Monaco player Chouameni, who mm. maybe would be a better option because he's young. There's not that mm. expectation to to play so often. Um, so again, I, I, 
I, I think you're right. I think we've like struck a nice balance with the overall squad, but um, there is maybe space for a midfield reinforcement. Maybe Saul is too big a name, too bigger than Ego, maybe mm. as such a role as a sort of rotation player. But as you say, a lot of players are going to be rotation players. So is is that less potentially less risky than throwing a young player who's not played at, in, in the Premier mm. League or into that? Remains to be seen. What do you reckon? Do you, do you want to? I, so I do think we are not we're not weak in midfield we've got a very strong midfield but in terms of depth obviously there's uh, you know we've only got three midfielders that it it seems that Tuchel trusts um, I am one of these people that I'm not going to sit here and put like I don't I haven't watched Saul for Atletico Madrid mm. I haven't watched the, the Monaco midfielder ever mm. like I, I don't know what, what these players are good at what they don't like as much as I you know obviously interested when Chelsea are going to sign them I don't watch the French League I don't really watch La Liga um mm. so I don't really know what they're bringing so I'm just listening to you know people that watch these leagues and know about them to, to tell me what like yeah, what they're about um, and yeah, I do yeah. think we need someone I do think we need someone in central midfield um because you know Kante is a bit injury prone you could say you know he's always injured for a few games here and there across the season so I think it is worth getting someone in if, if one of those if they're but they're not going to be to me first team starters you know unless Jorginho gets injured he's going to play nearly every game because mm. Tuchel loves him mm. so you know and if Kante's fit he's probably going to play the majority of games as well so and there will be times where we have three in midfield um, so maybe there's chances there but I, I agree we need someone but I just I don't know enough about these two players yeah. to, to know whether they'd be like a good addition to the Chelsea squad but I'm the same I'm the same What what I, the only thing I do know is that in the last sort of season of it, Saul has kind of fallen out of the Atletico team. And I think that is more or less why he's available. And obviously mm. that immediately Not. raises question marks. But mm. having said that, Simeone is a hothead and does have his favourites. He might have might have sort of angled for a move away at some other point. Um, so, yeah. And it's, for me, it's similar with... I think you're right that maybe... It's a shame they've been... Bit, <laughs> why did they let Gilmore go out on loan if... if if this was going to be the case, you know what I mean? Because there are other players I, in the squad who are, who are definitely not good enough and we need to move on, um, like Barkley, for example. I know I know that was never going to happen and realistically probably not for Ruben mm. cheek either, but there are, maybe Gilmore could have filled that slot that we've sent him on loan. I just, yeah. I feel like with Gilmore, I feel like he's at the age, obviously he's still very young, but, you know, he's good enough to be playing every single week in the Premier League mm. and... I think that right now is better than even if it's for a team like Norwich, you know, they've had a tough start, so you won't have much of the ball, but they'll try and keep the ball against, you know, all of the lesser teams in the division. Um, and I just think that was better for him right now, playing every single week, getting game time than, than just playing a bit part, because let's be honest, that is all it would be. And that's all it will be for Saul. He's not going to come in and replace Jorginho Kante or Kovacic, is he? So, yeah, I think I can understand why that happened. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know about I don't know about so like Saul. I think obviously red flags, you know, straight away. Um, and also, Simeone plays a certain way. You know, all of his players play such a unique way that you know it might be difficult for him to just come in and slot into a midfield where he doesn't play the way he plays for Atletico. Um, but obviously, we'll see over the next couple of days what happens there because um, there's not long. I think it's only a week left, less than a week to go before the transfer window closes. So, I think it's alone with an options buy. So. You never know if he sort of hits that form that we're seeing him linked with, like yeah, 
bigger clubs even then maybe it, it will be worth it in the long run like it mm. has been sort of with Kovacic because I think I remember being kind of doubtful when we signed him yeah. whether we're just taking on someone else's dead wood whether they're actually going to play that much because I, I don't know about you but I just remember sort of throughout the noughties Chelsea would just have these loans for like players who are technically big names who would just do like absolutely nothing for us like yeah. Quaresma and Manish I don't know if you remember that oh like, yeah I do like, yeah <laughs> both so bad for Chelsea but um yeah, I suppose if it's a loan, it's risk-free, but whether that will sort of unsettle other players is, is another question. But um, he would certainly offer something different because I don't think he's too similar to to either um, either Kante, Jorginho or, or Kovacic. So, yeah, we'll see on that. Yeah, we will see. And I think that's pretty much it for, like, business, isn't it? You know, Kurt Zuma might be leaving um, West Ham. I know that's, like, sort of, in the process of happening, maybe, um, and then potentially bringing Kun Kunde, is that you say his name? Yeah, yeah, it's a strange one. Like after, mm. keeping, after keeping Chalaba, seemingly having like quite a good balance, and we have still have a lot of sense works, even if Zuma leaves, to then bring another one in who will expect to start, I think. But also, like, I just find like if you're gonna give, if you're gonna ask for 30 mil for for Zuma, why don't we just and then we're gonna spend 60 mil on Kunde, who we don't need potentially don't need why don't you just pay 60 million to West Ham and give them Zuma and get Declan Rice <laughs> yeah I mean it seems obvious to me but like that like like I know obviously West Ham want to keep Declan Rice obviously Declan Rice has already said he's not signing a contract he's going to let his contract run down because he wants to go and it just feels like next summer it's going to be a battle between us and United yeah. on who signs him. I think his price tag has gone up quite significantly to about a hundred mil, which I know. I think. Yeah, but then that would be about that would be ninety if you pay sixty mil to. We're willing to pay sixty mil for Kunde, so why wouldn't we be willing to pay sixty mil to West Ham for Rice? And then we've asked for them for thirty for. True, true. They must see something. Thirty for Zuma yeah. anyway. I think Kunde is. Like Rice would be, but maybe maybe they see something in Kunde that they don't see in Rice. But I think it's well, apparently for the future because obviously apparently Chelsea he was isn't going to sign another deal. I think I saw this week, so this will be his who Chelsea Thiago Silva. Oh, is it? Oh, sad yeah. Time. Then again, it's so it's so early in the season for that to come out. Yeah, about how long it took for him to sign a new contract last time? It was yeah the season. And if if this season's anything like last season, I'm sure he'll. Then he might. Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd love to have him stay another season if, if last season's anything to go by. Um, and like Kunde as well. I don't obviously watch the video. I watched them when he played against us, but um, apparently he's according to Twitter, according to like actual people that watch La, watch La Liga. Um, he's one of the best he was one of the best uh, central defenders in La Liga last season so you know I'm, I'm, I mean it's not my money so I don't care it's not my money they can go and pay 60 mil for whoever they want but um, yeah I, I, that's the one that I think that's most likely to um, to probably get over the line before the window closes but Chris it's been great listen we've got a big game on Saturday at Anfield which we're both very excited for um, thanks for coming on Chris as always it's a pleasure no to speak to you um, that's all we've got time for thank you so much for listening if you could drop us a review it would be very much appreciated subscribe if you haven't already and if you've enjoyed what you heard and we'll see you all next time on wherever you may be 